everybody. Welcome to Take 5. Glad you are here today. I'm glad I'm here today. Here uh, is someplace I'm not normally, but uh, first time back uh, at the museum, Girl Scouts Museum at Cedar Hill. Did I say that right, everybody? Girl mm-hmm. Scout Museum at Cedar Hill. And I'm not alone. Um, Juliet Lowe isn't here right this minute, but the next best thing are some of the museum volunteers. Uh, so I want to spend some time over lunch talking with them a little bit about favorite memories and giving you a chance to get to know them, but also, you know, you know some of the cool stuff you learn at museums. This is one of my favorite places and groups of people within our council to come hang out with. And given COVID, I haven't had an opportunity to do that in what, like two years, right? I think I came and visited shortly before uh, COVID hit. And um, so this is my first time back and I'm really excited to be here. So uh, could you all like just say your name, maybe what town you're from and how long have you been a Girl Scout? Oh, I'm Kathy LeBlanc. Um, I'm from Burlington and I've been a Girl Scout, I don't know, over 30 years. I don't know the exact number. Uh, Lynn Cutter, currently from Atkinson, New Hampshire, and I've been a member for 36 years. Hi, I'm Janet Coombs. I'm from Arlington. I've been a Girl Scout for 55 plus years. And so um, you're the oldest. I, I am the oldest, but it's, the fun, it's fun to be here at the museum. I'm Claire Lebac. I'm currently living in Arlington, and I've been a Girl Scout for 47 years. Hi, I'm Sandy Publicover. I'm from Cambridge, Mass., and I'm also celebrating 55 years as a Girl Scout. Wow. Wow, I'm, I'm doing some quick math here. So we have, not including me, uh, 168 years of Girl Scouts here at the table. If you add in mine, I'm at 48. So we've got uh, 206 years of Girl Scout experience at the table. And not everybody here was a Girl Scout here in Massachusetts, right? I know, Lynn, you were California, California right? Yeah. And where else were people in their Girl Scout life? Where are you, Claire? I grew up in South, Southern Jersey. South Jersey, Burlington County Girl Scouts. Okay, anybody else from somewhere else? I'm from right here, next door, Belmont and Arlington. Belmont and Arlington. Came to Cedar Hill as a kid. There you go, so you're you're <laughs> wicked local. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, so, you know, Girl Scouts is something, everybody at this table, I mean, nobody here has been a Girl Scout for less than, or fewer than 30 years. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of years. And we all have memories and museums are really all about what, preserving memories and making sure that we have the ability to share the memories that you know, we've kind of accrued over time. Um, I want to ask you about your best Girl Scout memory. And, and I know this is like saying, you know, here are 15 candy bars on the table. You can only pick one. Which one do you want? Pick a great memory. And it could be from your time as a girl member, a youth member, or your time even as a volunteer. <coughs> um, anybody like have something leap to mind that they want to share? I'll start. 
So I used to live in San Jose, California, and I was Girl Scout leader there for quite a while. And I was a volunteer that worked with a group of senior Girl Scouts. And we would go to camp for a weekend and it was an outdoor competition. So we had tent pitching, semaphore, morse code, uh, food fire tool, all sorts of different things. Well, one of the years, it was not a great year to be up there. It was windy, it was pouring rain. Um, I did Map and Compass, it's the only year that I moved inside. And here are all these senior Girl Scouts, you have to go outside to do a bunch of things, you can't pitch a tent inside. Um, and they were laughing and smiling and having fun and soaking wet and cold. And it was just like, this is why I do it. Because the girl, you know, everybody was having a good time and helping each other out and helping to dry things off. And it was just like, okay, this is this is my renewal. Mm -hmm. I'm back again. That's awesome. You know, it's funny you should mention a story like that. Um, I have a group of seniors and ambassadors and uh, all of I have 32 girls in the troop, and all but two of them were never Girl Scouts until high school. And one of the things that we did it was as soon as we could actually do something together during COVID with masks outside, we went for their very first hike, and it was pouring rain. <laughs> and uh, I asked. Uh, one of the young women in the troop, you know, what her, her best memory of the things that we've done together so far. And she's been a Girl Scout for three years. And she says that that hike in the pouring rain was her best memory because they pushed through all the way to the end. And this is the kiddo who came out with blisters on her feet. But, you know, like when your best memory is that, right? It's like you, we do that because they're having a blast. And, and it shows that you can overcome anything. You really can. It's a, a sense of satisfaction and, and accomplishment. And camaraderie. It's one of the few times where you could get <laughs> girls from, I think we had 30 different high schools there. Mm -hmm. And they could be friends with anyone. That's all. So it was really a great time. What else have we got for families? So I have a silly one, kind of silly. When I was a girl, I grew up down the South Shore. So I was Blue Hills. And I remember that we came, we went somewhere and we went camping in a house, in a building. Mm -hmm. And we went sledding on a hill. So fast forward like 20 years later, and I'm bringing my troop to go camping at Cedar Hill. And as I'm driving up the road, I said, that's it. Like when I was like six, six years old or something, we came here and we stayed at the rookery mm -hmm. and we went sledding down the hill. <laughs> and I was like, wow, no, no, it was. It was just so funny to remember it that, cause you know, you're six years old, you don't, you get in the bus, they tell you to get in the bus, you don't know where the heck mm -hmm. you're going. <laughs> And everything seems so far away. Oh, yeah. Well, it was. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, from the South Shore. So, so it was here. It was. We stayed at the rookery. We slid down the hill into the fountain. And coming back with your own 
fruit. Yep, we stayed at the rookery. <laughs> but but you hadn't realized that it was the same rookery? I didn't, I didn't. Because I hadn't been, I mean, I used to work next door. The Corps of Engineers used to be where the GAN school is right. and the fields are. So, but I never really came to the Girl Scout store, mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning till till my kids were, you know, in Girl Scouts right. and stuff. So it was like, wow. <laughs> when, you, when you can draw those memories. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said the kids, oh, wow, I came here as a little kid. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> well, they, when they get older, they weren't impressed. They, they realize, like, what that is. Right, that right, right, right. Uh, so what other memories have we got? Well, she mentioned that <clears throat> she did something as a kid and then as a, with her daughter and troop. And I did, did a lot of those things with my daughter. And um, here at Cedar Hill one time, she, we were, the, the council was, it, it had invited homeless people from the shelters in Boston and they, bust them here to see the hill. And I kept wondering, you know, they came and they didn't know what a tree was and they didn't know this. And and I kept saying, boy, I hope this is doing something for those kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, we cooked them a meal. They were in one of the big fields. They played with a big parachute and mm -hmm. had experiences outside that they could never have had in the city. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that some of those kids knew that that was with the Girl Scouts. And when they were walking back to the buses, there was a cadet's Girl Scout who was here helping. And she was holding the hand of a little girl and the little girl said, where, where are you going when you leave here? And the cadet said, I'm going home. And the little girl said, I don't have a home to go to. And I overheard all that conversation and I thought, wow, look what the Girl Scouts are doing. And that was a chilling moment, mm -hmm. you know, and there's, I mean, that's just very different from most Girl Scout experiences. Right, right. And what a learning experience for that cadet. Absolutely. Um, because so many, yeah of our, our members really don't realize how privileged they are. And she told that story a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and as I do. And she, you know, that has probably impacted her own life moving forward and, and how she thinks about things. It's kind of sad not to be able to follow up with those kids that came. Right. And right. know, um, where they've gone, what they've done. Yeah. Girl Scouting is an, such an opportunity to learn not only about the trees and the woods and cookies and all of the stuff that are such obvious parts of our program, right? But um, experience. And even as an adult, it gave me an opportunity to meet uh, kids and adults who are who don't look like me or who are different than me. And it makes me think back to when I was a kid mm -hmm. here at Cedar Hill camping. I was, I think I was a brownie, which I was very unusual for little girls to camp. But my mother was there, so of course I was. And we put on a play uh, with a Girl Scout troop from um, Blind School over here in the next town. Perkins. Perkins School. Perkins. And I thought, 
another fantastic experience that I've had with kids because of Girl Scouts. It really opens the world. And I never, to experience a blind person um, was quite a thing. Mm -hmm. Other stories, other memories? <laughs> like you said, too many to think of. Um, what came to mind uh, was the first opportunity I had to uh, be a staff member for, I guess they're called destinations now, but there were wider rocks when I was yeah, doing it. And I applied to be an adult staff member for um, a GSUSA run. Um, How old were you? 25, I think, or 20s. And I think around there, but I applied to be an adult staff member. It's just something, it's, oh, I'll throw my name in the hat. And I got selected and we did a wagon train <laughs> across North Dakota. Wow. So it was just, so it was just sort of interesting when we got there, um, the staff came in early and it was, I'm, yeah, I'm going to date this, but I can't really figure it out my own age. But there was when they released the, um, the Billy Crystal movie there, um, City Slickers. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the staff went to see it. The, you know, oh, so we wow. were there before the girls came oh, in, wow. and we called it our training film. <laughs> <laughs> and for the rest of the event, all we did was quote, you know, <laughs> never mind what the food looks like, it's hot, it's brown, there's plenty of it. So the movie was our training film for that, but we had, there were 19 wagons that these wow. did, they had put wow. together. Um, what sort of wagons? Horses. <coughs> Horses. The this horse was drawn. North Dakota? This was in North Dakota. And I think, you know, I forget what the whole thing is. There was a company that does this, right. but, you know, they put it together for the Girl Scouts. And I remember sitting down with the poor guy and, you know, and they were explaining because, you know, all the things that they would need to have. And then trying to explain to this that we were going to have 150 girls there and that they needed to make sure that there were arrangements for restrooms because they, you know, at the very back end, there was a truck pulling the portable <laughs> that were, you know, because, you know, and it was and portable showers. So it was just, you know, but wow. when you were taking your pictures, you took them forward. You didn't take the back end of the room. Right. Wow. When I had a little fun. But, uh, you know, the poor guy's face when she said, well, you have to realize that, you know, at least 25% of the girls will probably, because you know, they were teenagers, would probably have a period at that uh -huh. time. And I thought the guy was just, you know, <laughs> he was turning beet red and he was just like not thinking this, but it was like, so you have to have something <clears throat> arrangements for the girls. Wow. And, but, you know, oh, the things just, we do. Oh, the things so we do. So when you signed up, did you know it was a wagon train? Oh yeah, I knew it was oh, a wagon oh. train. And it was just sort of like, uh, I took a shot to see if yeah. I put, threw my, hat, my name in the ring. Yeah. And, you know, applied to be a, a staff member. And that was the first of many wider ops I enjoyed doing. <laughs> and, uh, no, but, that was... but it was just sort of like this, you know, it was really great because we did take a lot of staff members because it was just a staff member for the wagon. Mm -hmm. So there, were, wow. there was a large group of us, but I just remember, you know, that- I like your training <laughs> Yes, the training, it was just like, it came out at the right time and the staff all went to see it for our night out before the girls all arrived. And we just called it that training. Did, did you go on a wide rock as a girl? I did one, yes. Um, I 
very last year <laughs> as a senior. I just, um, I did, um, we went to Arkansas, Arkadelphia, with the Arkadelphia Children's Colony. So we went down there as aides to um, the special needs girls that were. A girl there. in my troop also went on that same one. Might I don't know if it's the same year or not, but uh, she was a year older than seventy-five. And <laughs> it would have been the early eighties. What's but the was... name of the place you went? It, it's the Arkadelphia Children's Colony. And it's oh, in Acadelphia, um, Arkansas. And well, at the time, that I think there was just called Aged Mentally Retarded Girls. Unfortunately, they changed names now. Right, right. <laughs> but that was the title of the wider op. Yeah. And we went down there and we ran a camp for the girls at the, at the colony. Yep. So we were all trained first, and then we went over and we were assigned a girl. And we worked with that girl for the, the full week. Mm -hmm. And then we put together, you know, and then we ran the camp. So, yeah. they, I think they, they must have done that year over year. It was one that was pretty well run. It, 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 was, like, run, it was constantly run. So, but uh, yeah. is, I think I think her name was Lori as well, and she was probably nearly 80, 80 maybe. Yeah, they 80. did it for they, they had been happening several years. So I mean, they had it pretty well put together. But right. every summer they, they would run this camp, and then they would staff it. Uh, right. The senior scouts. I, I know that that impacted what she did with her own profession. Um, there are so many things that I can think of with Girl Scouts that have impacted people's adult lives. Wider ops among them, certainly. Uh, Lynn, how about you? Oh boy. Well, while everyone was talking, I was thinking, what could I choose? Because there's so many. Um, being a leader of a troop is one. But from my own girl experience, um, just going to resident camp in fifth grade and just sitting around a campfire, people playing guitars and singing the, the songs. It's just like, that's something I didn't ever experience in any other part of my life. So I think I would have to pick that. Those, those are two things, but. So, so many of these experiences that you shared are, are pretty classic, but at the same time, very personal, right? And I would imagine that whether your your memory, like Sandy's was as an adult, uh, or Lynn's grade five, Janet's, you know, dealing with brownie years, right? Um, they, they did impact your, your adult life. Can you think of something that you learned as a young member that really did impact choices you made as an adult? You know, um, I mean, I, I, go for it. For me, it was being collaborative and working with a, you know, those experiences of working with a group of people and trying to achieve something. And that was within my troop. Just, I just remember going grocery shopping for a camping trip and we had people deciding like what kind of tuna fish they liked and, you know, cereal and all those things. And like, I, I, I really credit Girl Scouts for my leadership abilities because it was a place that I learned to do that and like 
I was like, we gotta just pick what we're getting. I guess I was a patrol leader, who knows? And, you know, and, and helping people compromise and get along. And, um, I, I really think that that's the biggest thing for me was all that group work. Right. Because I didn't have sisters, I had brothers, and it just was very, you know, and getting along with people and getting getting the best out of everybody and achieving your goal. Kind of like Claire was talking about the bad weather. And, and so that's, that pops in my mind immediately, like just learning, like everyone's different. Everyone looks at something in a different way. And the only way we're going to achieve what we want is if we can kind of hear each other and then someone has to push everybody along. <laughs> so. Working towards consensus. Yes. So cooperative learning to me is probably. That's worked for you into your adult life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Other thoughts? My Girl Scout troop, when I was in seniors, we were an arts troop. And we tried all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't have been able to do at home. So we built a kiln. <clears throat> and we tried glass, you know, stained glass. I mean, all sorts of things that you can do in it. That, I've always been willing to try new things because that was one of the things that we got to do there. It's like, oh, you can do it. You just have to find the right place and right group. And so always being willing to try something new, something different. Sometimes you find something really great and sometimes you don't, no. and it's okay. <laughs> what is it, like, like Edison? <laughs> found 50 ways to not make a light bulb, you know, we, we that learned. That he made it to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we learn what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, and still, you know, at this point in time, learning new things, you know, trying different ways of doing things is something that I've noticed that others that are my age aren't doing. And I don't think they weathered the, uh, COVID. Some of them didn't weather the COVID as well as I did. And I'm like, oh, well, you just didn't figure out how to try something different in the same place. So our, our flexibility, so that is, flexibility is no, really helped. We're notorious for our flexibility. Is that a good thing? Yes. Well, if we're going to be notorious, as long as it's like RBG, we're fine. <laughs> Other things? Being part of the larger, I mean, the first time you sort of realize that you're part of a much larger organization. The first time you get outside the town and you do a council-wide event and seeing all the girls from all over um, and just sort of meeting up with them running camps or weekends or just knowing that the, you know, there were older girls that were running programs for, I think they used to do it seniors used to run a cadet encampment weekend mm -hmm. and I remember I just wanted to get to the point where I could be a senior and be part of the, the running of the program uh, and learning those skills and just the next step on and then just being disappointed when the senior troop that I wound up joining was together only so they could go to Disney World and then this sort of when that happened at the end of this uh, school year nobody come back came back except two or three of us so and having leaders come over and say well we don't want to lose you stick around we have an opportunity and being a senior scout and being selected to or asked to run a brownie troop 
That's awesome. So it's like, you know, and the thing, it's like, but I'm only, you know, whatever, 16 or 15 or whatever I was at the time. And they're like, it's okay, as long as there's an adult in the building. <laughs> yep. It's your troop, you run it. And, um, and just sort of being able to stay involved and, and join and give the skills that I liked or, right. or working with the little ones who were just so thrilled that you were there. Mm -hmm. so, it was just that opportunity and Cambridge was pretty diverse at the time. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it was just sort of knowing that you were, you had the skills, somebody had the faith in you <laughs> to do this. Right. And I think that was the same thing, building those leadership skills, teaching the kids how to sort of compromise. You know, we want to plan a trip next week and having those things to say, okay, let's pick the top two places to go. And then, you know, if we don't do it this month, maybe next month we do the other one or something. But teaching the kids how to compromise and learn those skills. We, we always focused on you know, we, we learn it so that we can teach it and mm -hmm. share it, right? That's what yeah. Juliet said. Yeah. I don't remember the exact quote, but that's what Bab's work is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was that's the point. And even within the program now, right? We, we talk about learning something, researching something, doing something, then educating and uh, impacting the world. Right? We take action projects. Kathy, any thoughts? So the only thing for me, um, maybe only, only sounds thing? a little bit, maybe kind of neg not really negative is the right word, but I had done everything up until the um, project for the first class. I was first class at the time. And my troop just stopped and there was no adult that would take over and it was kind of disappointing. So in retrospect now i'm on the gold award committee and it's my really strongly trying to get every scout that wants to earn their gold award the opportunity to earn it because i was disappointed that i couldn't go that last step because there was nobody there for us you know and and it was just it was really disappointing um, i don't think that's negative i say that's formative yeah, like, well, right? Like it yeah. was a formative experience. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was not a positive experience, yeah. but you know, so I'm turning that around. And that's why I work so hard on the Gold Award Committee to try and make sure that every scout that wants to has the opportunity to, you know, Gold Award. Mm -hmm. so. um, you remember it was in the 70s, it must have been 75 or something. It was actually a a TV commercial. It was kind of an animated thing. These little girls sitting on the steps of a house and an alien spaceship comes in and lands. The alien gets out and says, take me to your leader. And little girls say, we don't have a leader. And it was, you know, a, a PSA to search for Girl Scout leaders. And I, I will never forget that advertisement. And I was a young, you know, Girl Scout at the time, but thinking about how fortunate I was that I didn't have just one leader. We had like five leaders. And of those five leaders, I think three of them <clears throat> stuck with us from juniors all the way through seniors. And, you know, we're leaders forever. Uh, I, I dedicated a 
brick down in the maze to some of those, those wonderful women. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was formative and now you're in the position you're in with Gold Award stuff. And man, I can't tell you, that's no small undertaking, but so important. And when somebody asked, you know, the whole, you know, oh, would you be a leader? I, of course, you know, and I stuck with my troop until they all graduated from high school because I knew what it was, not that they all, I mean, the, the true numbers, I had 30, we had 32 in the beginning and every year when we had five, they graduated at the end. But you were there. Yep. 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 I think that's why I took it at senior level myself because, you know, everybody's willing to do the brownies or the juniors. But as soon as I hit the middle school, it's like, wants to pass them right. on so I was I think that's why I just kept going from troop and the troop wherever it was it was like okay we want to start a troop okay <laughs> so I mean no matter where in town it was it was like okay this is our cadet troop and then if you you know kids wanted to get there I think I would arrived with half of my troop in the car you know? <laughs> for me high school was probably the most formative set of years in Girl Scouting and so when I was ready, I mean, my, you know, my daughter's an adult, I don't have any grandchildren yet. And if I was gonna start a troop, I wanted that high school experience, which there were no old girl troops in the area. Um, and I wanted to be in a place and, and do something that hopefully was gonna impact young people the way it hit me. We haven't heard you on this. No. Well, I'm having a hard time with it. Um, I honestly <clears throat> don't remember too many of my Girl Scout leaders. What I remember is what we did. And um, it, uh, during World War II, I can remember learning how to, you know, window shades and they get all frayed at the bottom and you could take it off and turn it around and put it up. That's very helpful now. What do you do now? You go out and buy one, you don't repair it. <laughs> and um, you, what do you think you've got out of it? Like how to, how, how to, uh, yeah, I think it was because to make do, which is always a way I've been, of course, I grew up just at the end of the, of the depression. And so I was always making do, and I, my mother was my brownie leader. I know we came here for a picnic. Um, Did you come in the maze? I was in the maze. I, as a brownie, I, my mother was up in the tower. So, so the, the maze is it's on the hill. It was a real. Was it made out of bricks or was it made no, out of... No, it was made of trees. Trees. It was it? a real maze out of trees. And um, they did finally let me go in it because my mother was there, <laughs> but brownies could do those things. Think now about what brownies can do. And all I know is that whatever was going on there, when my daughter, I have four sons and this one daughter, and she, when she got to be of age to be a brownie, and I don't even know what age that was, it was older than when I was. And um, I went to the school program and said, I want to be a brownie leader. And they kind of looked at me as if I had two heads, and I thought, well, maybe I do. But there was something there during those years that made me want to do that also. Mm -hmm. And um, 
but and then some of the other things that that were Girl Scout. A lot of the women that were my mother's friends, and when I was in high junior high and high school, I didn't have a troop. But those women that I knew would talk to me about having been a Girl Scout, and and I they were people I admired, and I. I didn't realize until I was so involved in Girl Scouts as an adult that that's who those women were. And they were in Girl Scouts as well as in their church activities and things. So I can't pin it on any one particular thing that... Um, but somehow you wanted to do it I for wanted your daughter. to, yeah. Sounds, sounds like and, that experience spurred you to volunteerism. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and my daughter is not married. She does not have a family of her own. She has thousands of girls because she does Girl Scouts and she's a teacher. And um, the experience of her wanting to be the Girl Scout, I think, it is all those people behind me led me there. Right. And, and in turn, led your daughter there. To do it. Yeah. And you can be guaranteed that with the thousands of young people that she's impacted, somebody's yeah. coming forward. Yeah. Moved when I think of the, the girls that have gone through and now they're young women with kids of their own. Mm -hmm. And they're always joking with me. It's like, that's what I did. I signed up to be my daughter's Girl Scout leader. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was that besides my daughter doing so much with Girl Scouts, yeah. now one of the girls that was in her troop, somehow through a grapevine, I, I learned that this woman, when she was, was on the board of directors of another Girl Scout council. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, so I had an impact on her. So um, haven't seen her or heard from her since. So but that's that. So, you know, when I come here, I could obviously sit and listen to you guys talk forever. And in, you know, being respectful of time here, um, I know how many of you, if you raise your hand, I'll tell everybody how many, how many of you have a troop or are involved with a troop right now? Nobody. But if I said, how many groups or committees within Girl Scouts are you uh, a part of right now? How many would that be for you, Cindy? Um, I'd say museum, I'm a regional delegate, so. <laughs> so two, we have a de delegate and part of the museum. 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 Museum, museum. Lynn? Lynn, Lynn is, Lynn, tell Lynn, you're. I'm on the board, but, but I'm rolling off some days, but I'm on. I said the museum and two committees. Museum and two committees, Catholic? So I do museum now, um, uh, first aid training, um, gold award, and I just got kicked off as a delegate because I met my three years. So, so I can go back at next year. Again. Okay. So, um, I was a lot of stuff in the service unit for a while, but I, I need to. At some point in time, you need to let other people exactly. take the reins. Exactly. Uh, there are lots of ways that volunteers can become engaged in our Girl Scout Council without having a troop. Because 
There are so many smaller groups that support the troops as we go forward, right? Museum is one, right? Maintaining our history. Uh, when I listen to you guys talk about things that like would never have occurred to me, <laughs> like the, well, how did that teacup get here? Like, and, and where did she get the teacup? And like, these are important things because these are part of our story, part of our story and our history and worthy of being passed forward, right? But, uh, you know, Kathy's on the Gold Award Committee. Lynn has been on our board of directors. And what other sorts of things do you get into? <laughs> well, I was in the service. Sir, in, within yeah. the service unit. And you don't have to have a troop right. to be part of a service unit. Uh, and help groups of girls and young people within an area do stuff. Plus, I like the people. I mean, it's a great social outlet, like mm -hmm. to meet people and um, sometimes I think the adults are more fun than the girls. <laughs> I love the girls, don't get me wrong. You don't have to take a really big role in right. the service unit either. Right. I mean, there's service unit coordinators and right. I don't know what they name the people that place kids in in school in troops now right. and stuff like that for all that but i mean i was the treasurer um i was our librarian where i kept the service unit books so there's smaller jobs that mm -hmm. people could do too you know, that don't take a lot yeah, of had time parade coordinator hat i had the academic director hat mm -hmm. for a while there so people can use the skills that they have mm -hmm. to remain engaged so mm -hmm. I really yeah. encourage folks at home who camp are trainer. camp trainer. Um, 20 years of, as a camp trainer. <laughs> There's an awful lot of girls who had never been able to go camping if their leaders hadn't come to camp training. Right. Uh, I've moved on. I was thinking, what if I, well, I've done just about everything else that you could do. And I even helped clean up a very dirty camp one time. And somebody looked at me and said, well, I thought you were on the board. Why are you cleaning? Well. Because we clean. I just needed it. Needs to be done. But also, I, I'm now, I am on an international committee. I'm um, yeah. uh, on a world committee and have an opportunity. Women from all over the United States and around the world. Right. It's it's amazing. The, the opportunities didn't stop. No. Just because. Just because I grew up in one little town and stayed there. Yeah. yeah. They actually, the. the in some ways, it's almost like there are more things you can do, right? Because right. you don't have a family that, well, let's see, I don't have Tuesdays or Thursdays. So-and-so is doing this. I can do it on Saturday morning. That's it. It's my only open time. Whereas now, I have a little bit more open time, right. so I can do more things. So depending on who you are and you know, what your skills are, if you're interested in Girl Scouts, it's always a way to get involved, get connected. Uh, if you're interested in history, I really recommend folks at the museum and you'd be shocked, amazed at the stuff and the stories. Uh, museum, stuff and stories. There we go. So anyway, thank you everybody, Sandy, Claire, Janet, my goodness, Lynn, Kathy, thanks for coming and, or rather, no, thanks for letting me come and hang out, have lunch. They all finished their lunch. I finished my lunch. Um, and I hope everybody at home hope you enjoyed some time hearing from museum people. Uh, tune in 
next time. You never know what kind of videos I'm going to have. And remember, as always, you can't be blue, you're keeping it green. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.